Well, Sherlock Holmes is available. I thought he was a lifelong bachelor. Oh, well, I mean, aren't aren't bachelors available? Yes, uh, I, I, suppose. Uh, I think they have varying levels of of how available they are. Yeah, of course. There, you have certain bachelors who are very available, like um, who's a good one? Hmm. Who's a bachelor who did a lot of, you know, womanizing? Oh, okay. <sighs> Uh, Arthur, Dudley Moore's Arthur. Dudley Moore's Arthur. And then on the other end of the spectrum, Charles Manson. (laughs) Uh, I think somebody made an honest man out of uh, Charles Manson. Yeah, that's true, huh? Boy, that'd be, uh, that'd be an interesting marriage to, you know, be in, right? Probably, you would think it, it... I think he died just a few months after be being married. And, yeah. Uh, you know. But, uh, you know, when you go to the go to the zoo and they've got that room with the gorilla in it mm-hmm. and you can walk right up to the glass and like do a jack off motion. <laughs> just and, fuck around with that gorilla. Yeah. And then the gorilla does the, the single ladies dance move at you. Yeah, where, where he expects you to buy him a wedding ring if you would like to touch his gorilla penis. Yeah, I was just imagine if you just walked into the zoo and you pointed at the gorilla and you said, "Me and that gorilla are married." People would be like, "All right, I guess that's a thing well, you, you can you, you say." You are wearing uh, far too fancy clothes for the zoo, so I, I guess they let this guy marry the gorilla. We should do that. Oh my god. This is how we get finally. You gotta argue with a a, a guy wearing a, a tuxedo and and in even more finery. I've we, I've got a we go to the to zoo. We go to the zoo, and you're dressed up in a tuxedo, and I'm uh-huh. filming. And then you just we go up to like the alligator enclosure or something, and then we have a justice of the peace there, and he starts the ceremony, and people are like, "What the hell's going on?" We're like, "Shh." It's a wedding. This guy's marrying the alligator. You don't you know anything about the rules of weddings? You have to wait. Wait until, until he the- says if you have any reason that these two shall should not be wed. And if you say anything, then you're a total asshole. Yeah, they're raising their hand. What if the alligator gets loose? Does he have to let the alligator in his house? Yes, technically, that's how it works. If that's how it worked for mm-hmm. Charlie Manson, it's how it works for the alligator. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to raise the children as alligators? <laughs> We're going to raise the children as half alligators. Yeah. That's what they will be. They're going to have a Christmas tree and a menorah. Mm-hmm. People don't realize alligators are Jewish. But think how much publicity we could get. People could be, man, our our phone hotline would be filling up with people calling, mostly angry people mad that you've married an alligator. Yeah, they'll probably dig into our uh, back catalog and be like, 
This is these. This guy uh, did a podcast called "The Alligator Annihilators." Oh yeah, he I should not be allowed. <laughs> it's it's some subterfuge on his part to murder more alligators. I mean, that could just possibly be kind of a, you know, a story, a, an inspirational story. You know, like uh, who's a who's a celebrity that used to be filled with hate. I guess Mark Wahlberg. You you could be like, this guy's just like Mark Wahlberg. I don't know that uh, Mark Wahlberg has. uh... Well, you think he got rid of all the hate? He's Father Stu now. (laughs) You're going to be the new Mark Wahlberg. And you'll be doing interviews. You'll be like, all I'm saying is, if I'd been at Disneyland, that kid wouldn't have gotten eaten by the alligator. Things would have gone down a lot differently. I would have married the alligator and made an answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I keep my alligator wife in line. She doesn't go around biting children at Disneyland. Now, also, now sign I'm up wondering for my... what, what, what a, uh, a Mark Wahlberg Captain Hook would be like. Mm. You know, I think it'd be adventurous casting, but uh, I'm sure at some point soon, Disney will be making a live action remake of Peter Pan. Yeah, I humbly submit Mark Wahlberg for the role of Captain Hook. Well, this brings us all the way back around to the Sherlock Holmes thing. Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes, now in the public domain, anyone can make a Sherlock Holmes. Uh, why not? Why not Mark Wahlberg? Why not Marky Mark? Sherlock Holmes and the mystery <laughs> of the Funky Bunch, and uh, his uh, new kids on the block brother uh, can be the uh, sh- what's the Mycroft. He's Mycroft? already got a built-in uh, uh, famous brother to to play Sherlock's brother. Oh, boy, that's that's like a cousin Oliver of the Sherlock Holmes universe. I was like, who the fuck is Mycroft? But uh, yeah, brother, it makes sense. Yeah, it's, yeah, kind of a I don't know. But anyway. Uh, is this a recent thing? Sherlock Holmes is uh, just just passed into the public domain. Just uh, like what two weeks ago, something like that. Which is, I mean, the the thing that's the hardest to wrap my mind around is the fact that up until January of this year, twenty twenty three, that in the year two thousand and twenty two, there was some guy named like you know. Craig Conan Doyle who was getting a check every time the Kermit put on a little deerstalker hat and solved a mystery. Hmm. Just some guy probably went to a lot of music festivals. Yeah. He got, he, he probably got into crypto for a minute. You can imagine Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's great grandson, just a complete layabout. Yeah, o- only owns uh, clothing uh, completely covered in sequins. Mm-hmm. Not because he particularly likes them, just because you you can never uh, be sure. He's one of those guys that gets a, addicted to a stupid drug like ecstasy. Oh, it consumed my life, man. Or I guess he'd be. No, he probably isn't British, is he? He probably moved, his family, like, probably moved to the U.S. 
Sir Arthur Coated Doyle's offspring all live in Salt Lake City. And they own like a sea doo dealership. Doyle's Doos. <laughs> do you have an idea for a podcast? I do. Uh, this this podcast title is Montage Triage. And what this is, is a podcast in which we uh, watch a movie and uh, figure out a way to boil it down to one montage. Ooh. Or perhaps a series of movies that we could then uh, boil down into uh, one one feature length montage. Like I think that uh, all of the Rocky movies and the Creed movies boiled down to about 90 minutes. Mm. It'd be like a symphony of montages. My God, what if we, you know how, was it Topher Grace made his Star Wars movie where he edited all the boring parts of Star Wars <laughs> yes. out of the, and he just made it into one condensed film that told the story? What if we did that with all of the Rocky and Creed films? We just shot like a new opening that was like a very old man on his deathbed. And then children are like, grandfather, grandfather, tell us about the story of how you became the world's greatest boxer and then the world's greatest boxing coach or something. I don't know. I never seen Creed. <laughs> Well, all right, gather round, you kids. And then we just edit together all of the Rocky Universe movies. Yeah. So so each movie will be a montage, like a, a montage within a sea of montages. But then we always go back to that frame story, the uh, Princess Bride style yeah. grandpa telling a story to his grandchildren. Yeah. It's how they made Wishbone on PBS. You could just jump further along in the book by having Wishbone be like, and then the Scarlet Pimpernel saved the day, and then the dog runs in. We should do this, but make a dog. We'll train a dog to be Rocky in our Rocky. How long do you think we have to wait to get Rocky? Ooh, what if we did one that was just... I think just... that it's probably easy to trick Sylvester Stallone. He does seem kind of gullible, right? Mm-hmm. But what if we did one with Sherlock Holmes, where we just made the same story, but it's Sherlock Holmes. I guess he doesn't have grandkids, eligible bachelor and all. But uh, maybe just some, maybe some hot ladies. He's on his deathbed, still eligible as ever. The hot ladies come into the hospital. Sherlock, Sherlock, tell us, tell us about your adventures. Well, all right. And then he proceeds to montage through every single Sherlock Holmes adventure. Then for a while, I was played by uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. He goes into that stuff, too. Describes the movies. Mm -hmm. I think that if we did it that way, that's a little workaround where we could steal the past Sherlock Holmes movies, which are not in the public domain. But if we made the character of Sherlock Holmes open, like as a framing device, open up by being like, now I'd like to tell you a very weird story from a time 
when I was played by Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. It's me, Sherlock Holmes, with another one of my signature stories. And, Have you uh, heard the I, one I where completely I was a believe. mouse? <laughs> well, I, I completely believe in Wishbone's ability to uh, portray all of these different versions of Holmes. Oh, I think there are some Wishbone Sherlock Holmes. I, you know, I know for a fact they do the Hound of the Baskervilles because, of course, that mm-hmm. would be the one. Yes. They they did. However, much like Michael Keaton portrayed Batman in two films in the 90s, he then made Birdman, which uh, put us in a little bit of a deeper mindset about that sort of role. And I think Wishbone can have his Birdman with this project. Ooh, Wishbone's Birdman. <laughs> yeah, Wishbone's Birdman. What would that what would that look like? So Wishbone used to be a big star on PBS, mm-hmm. but he's not anymore. But he's still in entertainment. I know when, how we get from point A to point B. Montage, baby. Oh, yes, of course. I guess maybe he'd be. Oh, he'd have like a. So Wishbone has like a YouTube channel or something now. Or TikTok. And then Wishbone's inner voice is talking to him, telling him he's all washed up. It's going to be hard to do this movie as all one long take with a dog. I, I, <laughs> he's all washed up, kind of like Rocky. Yeah. 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 He's all washed up, like Rocky, like Birdman. I guess probably like Sherlock Holmes. He's, I mean, he couldn't have stayed on, on, you know, on his P's and Q's the whole time. He was, he loved to get, uh, all messed up on drugs. Yeah. They, did they update what drug he was on for, for newer stuff or was it always heroin? I think that they they kind of shy away from the heroin and play up the cocaine, which is like a thing that people already associate with that time being like oh everyone was just using it as a fun little stimulant yeah it was which part also of therapy i mean if you're pitching that movie to hollywood studio executives and you're like and the best part is he's on cocaine they're like i love it so am i if you <laughs> if you're pitching heroin whew, that really only works if you're gonna well no, he's dead now. So that, <clears throat> um, what was this montage triage? That's right. Yeah, I think. Oh, alternatively, uh, we 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 don't always have to boil something really big down into a montage. We could also uh, view montages as they are, and uh, add suggestions uh, for shots that were left out that that could possibly make them more educational or funnier or stretch them out. Yeah. yeah. What's a, what's a movie that you could add some time to with a montage? Well, 12 angry men just have a montage of, uh, they're, they're at a stalemate, but you know, everybody loves gum. 
You just got a montage of them tearing into all of their favorite types of gum. Trying all these different flavors of gum. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking that you could have them like take a break from deliberation. You know, like really gnashing their teeth at that gum because they're mad. I was picturing like Peter Fonda just like taking a break and going and pumping iron. (laughs) The music plays. We see him like getting stronger and stronger. And then he comes back. End of the movie. It's just, it's an hour and a half of him. (laughs) Do He's got the workout with the two giant long ropes that you whip up and down. Then he comes back in. His shirt's like tearing. The buttons are popping off. <laughs> Not says, guilty. And everyone listen cowers to me. and fears. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the American justice system uh, at its finest. Uh, yeah. That's that's here. another way you could go. You Fellow could make jurors a- being browbeaten <laughs> into. <laughs> just comes back like the Hulk. And, and, no- and just beaten. Brow beaten and just beaten, if <laughs> yeah, need be. It's not just the brow area that's getting beaten. The whole the whole shebang. All right, I got an idea for a podcast here. This one is called The Freak Show. And my inspiration for this is that uh, sometimes, well, I'll, I'll just come out and say it. When I go to the bathroom, when I poop in the toilet, I'll sit there and I'll open Instagram on my phone and I'll just start scrolling through, scrolling through those reels or stories. I can never remember. I think it's the one where you swipe up and down, not left and right. So I think that's reels. But, you know, the the algorithm tries to figure out what you pause and look at the longest. And it's got me, it's got me in a stranglehold right now where uh, it likes, it likes to show me people who have uh, deformities or like who have been like attacked by a bear or something. It's, it's decided that that's the thing that I'm into. And I, and I guess I do go and pause whenever I swipe through one of those. I I actually did, I watched like a 20 minute video about a lady who got uh, uh, trapped in a volcanic eruption. And I was like, dang. So basically, I thought that we could do a podcast that's tricking people into listening the same way that uh, Instagram keeps tricking me into, you know, looking at these people with no bones or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> so it's just like a, a regular podcast but it's i'm i'm stuck on the the volcano more than the lack of bones thing i'm like are we just in a roland emmerich movie but trying to do a podcast throughout oh, it? no 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 so the the appeal of these instagram accounts is that they show you something that you go wait wait what when you see it and it's like a guy who's got one eyeball that's bigger than his fist or something, you know, <laughs> and you just like, Hey, what, what? Like you stop for a second, but that's enough. They've got the juice on you. Now you're going to see more of that. You're going to see a guy who has rows of teeth, like a shark or like a, a, a okay, baby. So, so kind of like the old Ripley's believe it or not TV show. 
Yeah. I mean, I think we might have to change the name. The Freak Show, I think that's outdated. But here's yeah. the thing. We, we don't have to have real freaks. It's the beauty of podcasting. We can just describe a guy that we're like, oh my God, we see him. He's right here in the studio with yeah. us. All, all the, you know, the, the freaks make some of the money, but the, the Barker makes the most of it, right? Just yeah. describing. So we're, s- we're setting, setting people to anticipate. I really, really want to see that fist size eyeball, daddy. Mm-hmm. Please give the man two bits. So here's what we're doing is we're cutting out the end man. It's nothing but middleman here. It's just us. We say, we've got some freaks here. Now let us describe them. This guy has a face like a monkey. Mm-hmm. And one long hair on the tip of his <laughs> penis. <laughs> Check out the uh, uh, man who married an alligator. And seems to be enjoying himself. <laughs> See, and then and this also we we generate outrage, which is a great way to get attention on your podcast. And then people are like writing these think pieces like, is it really wrong for them to describe a, f- a freak that doesn't exist? It's a victimless crime. And then there's like a guy with a monkey face and long hair on his dick. Yeah. He's like. I find this offensive. <laughs> He's going on TV. Ever since that podcast came out, everyone thinks it's about me. Just because of my monkey face. Yeah. And the one very long hair. And then and then that that one appearance gets cut into so many Instagram reels that uh you end up watching on the toilet. Yeah, then I'm just watching it's that that's the montage and then the last scene of my movie. It's me on the toilet, just back back where I started, scrolling through. But now it's all monkey face men. Mm. I guess, yeah, because they can't show uh, penises with one single the, long hair. The long hair on the penis on Instagram, or in our movie, for that matter. The movie about us, not the one we make. Well, the one we make, boy, oh boy, we'll show everything. Yeah. Well, uh, if we want to keep it... To a certain rating, we can always do the Elephant Man thing where we just show it a shadow on the wall, (laughs) the silhouette of a penis with a very long hair growing out of it. It's a a hell of a shadow. You can see that one hair. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We put the light up real close to it. And then (laughs) there's a guy in a, a doctor's lab coat with a wooden pointer just like pointing at the hair yeah as you can see hair grows from a head of penis yeah well we have a doctor going like this like tugging up and down and then you see a shadow on the wall of the penis moving <laughs> at the same time so that's how you know there's a the hair attached to the tip of his penis mm-hmm. do you have another idea for a podcast i do uh this one is called cloud busters Ooh. Uh, and uh, this is a, a, a podcast about uh, busting the ghosts of the sky, clouds, so that rain comes out. Not not a big issue right now. A lot of people have uh, uh, been busting a little too much, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, too much rain. But there there will come a time. 
soon again in which uh, we look up to the sky and say, uh, it, it wouldn't be the worst thing if it started raining. Yeah. Well, in, I, w- I would say, conversely, the Ghostbusters, their job was to banish the ghosts, not to, uh, uh, you know, make them produce more slime. Well, the, you could have fooled me. There's a <laughs> lot of slime. The Ghostbusters kind of sucked at their job. Like, they they really did. I mean, we live in a world with no Ghostbusters. And when was the last time that the city of New York was in danger of slime? Supernatural slime, I guess. COVID-19, kind of a slime-based enemy of New York. I'd imagine that there are a lot of slime-adjacent things in New York. Even even after uh, it got cleaned up, as they always say. Yeah. Yeah, there used to be some theaters full of slime back before Giuliani cleaned it up. Cloud busters. I like the idea of clouds being the ghosts of the sky. And not just because that's been depicted in in many different horror movie posters. You know, what uh, f- is it Fright Night? I know there's there's more than one where it's like a house with a swirling cloud that's making like a scary monster or vampire type face. And uh, that, that that takes a little bit of imagination. There there are even ones of no imagination. Well, I guess I guess the twister from Twister isn't a cloud. Yeah, there's the there's the movie The Fog. There's That's the fog. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Nope. There's a killer cloud. What's some other What's some other dangerous clouds? I guess the the one from uh, Back to the Future Part Two. Mm-hmm. The, the recent white noise, the airborne toxic event. Oh, well, that's more of a plume. Okay. Oh wait, I'm I'm looking up just generally scary clouds. Scary. I, I need mo- uh, the famous ones from the movies. Mm. Yeah. There's the. There's the cloud that uh, Jesus returns to Earth in the book of Revelation. You know, he's coming out of the cloud. That's scary if you're a sinner, if your soul is going to be damned to the fires of hell. That's true. There's also, you know, the um, Angus MacLeod from the Highlander. Mm-hmm. Kind of a scary cloud. Yeah, but uh, what didn't he want to be the only cloud? I don't think he, he wanted he, to be maybe the only like cloud. the uh, a blade style thing where we could team up with the cloud, and and he kills his own kind. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, he he was he didn't want to be the only one. It was the the Kurgan, right? Wanted to be the only one. He's coming after the Highlander. I guess that's true. But, but then uh, he killed the Kurgan, so that... Yeah, he did end up being, I think, at least for a minute there, the only one. And then they made a sequel. Maybe maybe what we should be doing is, well, I guess the Kurgan is in a cloud, so... Mm. Yeah, they should have called that movie The Cloud. Ooh, Cloud Atlas. Now it's just a movie where we have a 
a big illustrated book of all the clouds. And cross them off one at a time. Every time we kill a cloud. We don't kill them. We just imprison them in some sort of a containment matrix. Until the EPA comes along. I guess the EPA's job is to kind of uh, make people uh, imprison clouds in a containment matrix of sorts. That's what they're doing? Carbon capture, right? That's where they, they won't... You gotta... Your smokestack can't be just churning out soot into the air anymore. Like back in Charles Dickens' times. Yeah. Yeah, chimney sweeps these days have clean faces. Yeah. There's actually just like a... There's a, a completely transparent gel that they squeegee out of the chimneys in London town. So are you saying the chimney sweeps these days have a... Uh... They all, Slimy faces? They're, they, they're, they're, they're all slimed? That they all came over to London once Giuliani shut down the porno theaters. Cloud Busters. Yeah. All right, I got Do you another, have another one. This okay. one is called Nighttime Prayers. And this would be a podcast uh, for children who are doing their Now I Lay Me Down to Sleeps. And we would, we would lead them. In a prayer, if you know, cover all the normal nighttime prayer stuff. Thank, thank God for, uh, whatever. It's been a while for me since I've I've sat down. Is uh doing a nighttime prayer kind of like making a wish with a genie, where you have to cover all kinds of contingencies because he's really out to get you. I think it's. It's sort of, it's more like, um, it's like Powerball, where there's like, just, there's so many, the odds are so exponential that you gotta like, sit down and like, list as many things as you can. You're like, God bless Aunt Janie, Uncle Charles. Cousin Vicky, Uncle Tony, Mamma, Papa, Mima, Peepop, Ralston, Aunt Vicky's dog. Please bless Mrs. Stubens, the lady who, who babysits me. Also, can I please have a G.I. Joe for Christmas. Please give me lots of candy. Bless Pastor Joe. Thank you for giving me mm, okay. a mind a mind to rhyme in, in two light feet. So so what you're saying is we're 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 trying to Coach the children to make sort of boilerplate requests that trick God into signing off on the whole thing, even though it's yeah, yeah, it's 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 crammed with uh, things that if God were paying a little more attention, He might say, "Well, that's a little selfish, don't you think?" Yeah, 
Yeah, you just, you have to ask God to bless everybody. Everybody everywhere, you know. And then you have to thank him for, you know, the stuff that he does anyway that he probably would do even if you didn't thank him. And then right there at the very end, just a little, uh, tack on a little pork barrel spending. Yeah, exactly. and hope he doesn't notice. I think that's how it works. I, I think that uh, one big reason that uh, I haven't done it since I was a kid is I know more people now. It's true. Yeah. You know, I I don't want to have to open up my social media and, and say, uh, bless every single person that I'm quote unquote friends with, you know, just just to get a G.I. Joe. I make my own money. I make my own fun. I'll just go buy my own doll. Thanks a lot, God. Yeah. Can you imagine if you were one of those like celebrities that they say like, oh, that, you know, that guy, he knows the name of every person on the set of the movie. I I would be I would be using that brain power to remember your lines there. Yeah. Just Tom Cruise. A lot of people don't know, like Tom Cruise spends like six hours every night praying for all the key groups. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And six hours every day, shaking everybody's hand as they, they get the set, uh, break for lunch, Mm -hmm. leave at the end of the day. Just just always shaking hands and slapping backs. Just a, just a solid hour and a half block of him listing every person who worked on the visual effects of his latest movie. And then he doesn't even, doesn't even have time to go to sleep. He's right back up and at it again, four o'clock in the morning. They've got to get the timing just right on this stunt. Oh, and what's this, Tom? Tom Cruise forgot to pray for Jesus to help him do the stunt. Yeah. He prayed uh, for everybody else on the movie, but forgot to bless himself. Yeah, he forgot to just be like, P.S. Also, don't let me die doing this stunt. <clears throat> That's nighttime prayers. All right. And that brings us to the Podtron 4500. Folks, the Podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence. It's trained using the Apple podcast charts. We give it a list of the most popular titles, and then it analyzes that information. And it generates a list of new podcast titles that it thinks might be the next big hit. Podcast ideas like... Bitch Guy Radio. Bitch Guy Radio. This is a podcast. uh, I guess for bitch guys. By bitch guys. By bitch guys. This could be, I mean, I, I immediately pictured in my mind a certain type of guy for which the B word is an adjective, a descriptor, of how he acts, but eh, that's not the most progressive way to throw that word around. Yeah, Maybe true. he's like a wife guy, but for bitches. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I love my bitch. This could also just be uh, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> 
Freddy, it's, <clears throat> Freddy Krueger comes home after a hard day of work. And he's, hey, bitch, I'm home. <laughs> Just lovingly. I, I, hello, everyone. I'm Freddy. Freddy Krueger, this is my bitch. Darlene Krueger. Do you think Freddy Krueger wears one of those uh, motorcycle shirts that uh, says, if you can read this, then uh, <laughs> the bitch fell off? He's got... Like, do you think Freddy Krueger is that that type of guy who's just got... I mean, I I feel crude, like crude motorcycle stuff all over oh, his uh, house. I am certain that Freddy Krueger has crude stuff all over his house. My misgiving with this potential scenario is that seeing how Freddy Krueger treats bitches, I can't imagine him letting one get on his motorcycle and ride with him. That feels like it would be more likely that he would turn into a motorcycle and then uh, do like a evil Knievel style jump with someone against their will, you know, where they just plummet into a Canyon or maybe a big buzz saw, you know, but for sure, Freddy Krueger definitely has like all the tacky, like, like just lowbrow humor bullshit all over his house. He's got the the little dirty playing cards. He's got the little wooden carving of a, a man with a barrel around him, and when you pick it up, the barrel comes off and a spring loaded penis jumps out. <laughs> he's got a he's got one of those little uh whiskey decanters that's the statue of the little peeing boy mm-hmm. he's got a big mouth billy bass but uh it sings the songs of two live crew mm. i wonder wonder why that never it feels like would have been a really easy just low-hanging fruit there to make a dirty version of the big mouth billy bass but I is don't it think... too late is it in the public domain <laughs> It's the big mouth. You know 100% that if that fish came out today, they'd make a movie about him. They made a movie about emojis. The big mouth Billy Bass. Give him his own emoji, at least. That's true. He was a part of history. Anyway, Bitch Guy Radio. This could be, yeah. Just a, you know what? Forget it. Okay. You got one. Uh, I do. This one is called Antissa Pant. And that is uh, like anticipate. Uh, Only it's uh, Antissa. And then there's an ellipses. And then instead of pate, it's uh, pant. So I think this is a podcast where we see what all the cool new pants that are coming out are. And, uh, Try to stoke interest in uh, all, all the popular pants that everybody can't wait to get their legs inside of. Mm. Are there any pants that you are looking forward to? Um, 
I think that the, we finally got the technology to, uh, they, they made a piano key tie. I'm looking mm. forward to my piano key pants. Oh, yeah. What about accordion pants? Ooh. Will they actually make sound as yeah. I'm walking down the street? <laughs> Every step you take. It's like beautiful music. I uh, I would like to see parachute pants come back, but this time actually function as parachutes. Does th- Would you have to skydive upside down? I, I, I get it in, in it probably when, when you're skydiving up and down aren't probably the most. Yeah. Meaningful directions until the end of the skydive. I'd prefer to come down on my feet. I think just, you know, just in case lava or alligators or, you know, a, a ghostly cloud. I, I don't know how these things work so well, but uh, I guess a parachute pant. I, I'm not sure how it would work without being a dress. Yeah, I guess it could just be like two dresses. Maybe they have pleats so that they close up like pant legs, but then when you start to fall, then they unfurl and they're like big, round, bell-shaped, parachute-shaped. I don't know. Just parachute pants is one of the phrases that was most disappointing to me as a child when I actually learned what they were. That and my older cousin saying that she had a computer book for school. And it was just a book about computers. But I thought I was going to see a book that With is a, a built-in calculator. <laughs> I was like, like, like from an Inspector Gadget? You got one of those? But it wasn't. And I That's... and yeah, I I also thought that parachute pants were going to help me leap from the top of buildings. Luckily I never tried it. I saw I got parachute pants and I said, Nope, this ain't it. You you I, actually had a pair of parachute pants? I don't know. That's what my mom told me they were. That's one but... of those things is it feels like people think in the 90s everybody was wearing parachute pants. I think just a very select few people were wearing parachute pants. And it was so novel that the rest of us just remember it. Because I didn't know anybody who had them. Just boring old pants. And that, okay. that's why this is a good idea for a podcast. Because if you can't look forward to... to New advances in pants. What can you look forward to? Yes. Yes, I did. I looked up to make sure. And they were a style of trousers made of nylon, like a parachute fabric. They were popularized by Bugle Boy. So that I did have a pair of Bugle Boy parachute pants. I, I had a lot of stuff by Bugle Boy. That, that was a. Uh... 
a hip brand with uh, children. Yeah. At the time. Bugle Boy. The thing that all 80s children think is cool. A little Bugle Boy. <laughs> it's a weird one, huh? Yes. Though, I, 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 when I was talking about parachute pants, I was thinking pretty specifically uh, the sort of pants that uh, MC Hammer would wear. Oh. With I think- the hugely baggy crotch. Like almost genie parachute pants. Yeah. I'm trying to I well, no, I see. I think that that's kind of a thing that's been it's been retconned into history is calling those parachute pants. But then like they they have their own separate <laughs> Wikipedia called hammer pants. Okay. They are tapered at the ankle with a sagging rise made suitable for hip hop dancing. Hmm. But yeah, then there is a, in the references to this Wikipedia, it says MC hammer flash mob parachute pant wearing dancers take over store on sunset. But that is a Huffington post article from 2009. So well, they they made their mark. People are still talking about it to this very day. Hmm. And it does seem that there is really no one can. No one wants to agree on what parachute pants are on the Internet. There's a lot of just actual fucking sweatpants, very tight fitting pants. Joggers. MC hammer pants, snow pants. Jinko jeans, boy oh boy, this is a mess. I hate it. I wish I'd never. I wish I'd never brought up parachute pants. Uh, what's the uh, opposite of anticipant? That would be uh, red. Red is a pant. Red reddish shirt this is where we're not really, not really into shirts. Growing up, I guess I knew a couple of guys like that. Just yeah. Always looking for an excuse to be shirtless. And if you see that guy walking up to the 7-Eleven, you're going to be anticipant. You're like, he better at least have pants on. I am anticipating pants. I can only see him from the waist up through the window of this 7-Eleven. But when he gets in here. He better have a pair of bottoms on. That's all I'm saying. You know, you know what they really should have made for the the guys who never wanted to wear a shirt? Spray-on shirts. Like when they do that with the swimsuit models? Yeah. Yeah, like you you got to walk in uh to to the corner store and get some stuff, but they say uh no shirt, no shoes, no no service and you don't want to put on a shirt. So you you spray one on just spray. Yeah, you just have like a a can of spray shirt and you just. Yeah, covers your nips and your belly button and you're good to go. You uh, you actually put on like a tape to tape off like masking around your neck and arms so that it looks realistic. And yeah, yeah. 
All right, I got I got another one. This is called Partially Animal Podcast. Oh, like uh, my alligator babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. This will be, uh, yeah, I guess a podcast about things that are partially animal. So, I mean, we could do a whole bunch, whole bunch of episodes about all those Greeks of old. Ooh, and this could be also be the freak show. We're just describing a guy who we're like, he's got like a fucking, he's got the legs of a man and the head of an alligator. Can you believe it? Oh, he's looking at me right now. He's got like alligator fingers. Oh, and his teeth are, they're human teeth. He's an alligator head with a mouthful of human teeth. They're like little kid I went to school with who had a rhino horn. We had to fend <laughs> poachers off. Has there ever been a, a like a one of those animal hybrid animals? Like from mythology. They ever do any ones that were like part animal, part plant, or part rock? A mineral animal hybrid? I guess they had that bird called the rock, but that was just a bird with a name. I am having trouble thinking of any. Uh, the only... I, I kind of thought about the trithids, but that's like a 1950s thing. Refresh my memory on what the trithids the are. The Day of the Trithids. It's a fictional, tall, mobile, carnivorous plant species. Hmm. They're plants that move and eat meat. Yeah. So think about like a Venus flytrap that's on some dinky little legs that's big enough to just take its flower and put it over a human's body, lift it up and just. That big. Yeah. I was imagining little guys that just gang up on you. Just one big one. Well, several big ones. Well, I guess if there's several They of had them. their own day. Well. <laughs> I was trying to get to work and I got caught in that goddamn Triffid parade. <laughs> yeah. The traffic, those guys. Uh, why do we have to give them their own day? <laughs> <laughs> it's a holiday, but you still have to work yeah. on Triffid Day. And my kids saw it. I just think that that's not appropriate for children. The Triffids, they're... Is is there a part of them that's not plant? Or are they just like... They I, just I don't of, believe so. It was just the thing that they, they are ambulatory. They don't have roots. So in my mind, it's like a... Sort of like a, a a plant cow hybrid or something. Yeah, I feel like. Well, we got the Terminator. That's right? true. All cyborgs. All cyborgs. cyborgs. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, animals that they've done testing on. Yeah, that rock monster from uh, Galaxy Quest. Oh no, he's just rock. So. Hmm. What about the rock lords from GoBots? I always assumed that there was 
an element of, well, I guess robot is still mineral too. But they just have so much heart, you know? Optimus Prime and his friends. I have trouble believing that they're just cold, calculated, robotic steel. There isn't a heart of flesh and blood beating down inside Optimus Prime, inside of the part of his chest that's also the grill of his truck. I, I'm i trying to figure out what this one's name is. I did find a rock lord that looks like it is part dinosaur. Ooh. Fossilsaurus. Okay. Now this could be, this is an interesting thing. You know how there's like toads that have developed a, a camouflage to look like a rock? Yes. For some reason, on the GoBots planet, the rocks found that it was advantageous to evolve to look like a dinosaur. Well, uh, this this is sort of a megazord of a rock lord. Oh. Uh, four fossil figures, which joined to create a prehistoric fossil monster. Oh, Fossilsaurus. So these, these were like, so. these are latter day rock lords. They're the fossil ones. The original rock lords were robots that transformed into common ordinary rocks. <laughs> One of the coolest ideas for a toy. <laughs> it's the, uh, yeah. He could, it, you know, he could, he can fight crime as a robot or he could fold up and be thrown at a sinner. Mm-hmm. If they could only uh, 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 make them so that they could return to you, how great would that be? Because then you could throw like rocks through uh, the windows of the abandoned house in your neighborhood, and then your little rock lord guy could climb back out. <laughs> Climbs again. back out, yeah. yeah. And then you'd, you'd have them to throw at another window. Boy, I'm glad that the rock lords don't have their own day. That'd be just picture all those rock lords smashing shit just doing laps running wind sprints through your house I, I say i say we uh pit them against each other you know have have the the rock lord parade on triffid day oh 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 so the so the rock lords just roll they come rolling over crushing all the triffids yeah, and, and Triffids are, you know, trying to eat them, but they're getting no. I don't know if they can kill a Rock Lord. I doubt it. The only thing that can kill they're, a Rock they're... Lord is a paper boy. <laughs> <laughs> a fireman kills a paper boy. <laughs> <clears throat> That's partially animal podcast. <laughs> Okay. Do you have do you have another one? I do. This is called We King It. We King It. Yes. Uh much like uh when one checker makes its way all the way across the board through enemy territory to the final row it gets kinged. So this would be a podcast where we see uh uh people and things 
that have gone far further than anyone thought possible, and then we king them. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's, they really, that's one thing about checkers that doesn't really line up with real life. Is that they you, you wait until that checkers made it all the way to the other end before you king it. People are just so quick to king things outside of checkers. I feel like the rest of checkers is exactly how real life works. There's pucks. The pucks can move diagonally. Yeah, you're just you. you you're wait a minute. If you're a checker. You, you you only ever move onto the same color spaces, right? I don't know how to play checkers. I'm not even sure if they are allowed to move diagonally. But we we king things too soon, is what I'm saying. Okay. Outside of it, the world it, of checkers. Much in the way where, where uh, also uh, the acronym GOAT gets thrown mm. around quite a bit. And many, many things get called the... Uh, we, we can have five or six things that are the GOAT. The go, no, it's yeah. the great greatest of all time. There can be only one. It's I, like I, a McLeod. Yeah. And I'm going over the calendar and I'm checking. Yeah, there's another month after this one. So clearly, you have no authority to declare this to be the greatest of all time. As time yeah. has not finished being written. That Unless you exist outside of the fourth dimension. You're some I, sort I of... I misunderstood uh, what you were saying at first. I thought you were about to declare January... The king of the months. Oh, just no, no, no. It's first. December. You have to wait until until the end of you could you could declare a month of last year the king of the months, but just for that year. You have to get to the end before this is I think England should never have a living monarch. Think about how much it would it would inspire the royals to live like in a way that made the people cherish them. If they, if they knew that they could only become King by dying and being beloved enough to become King. So, so you're saying that uh, the King would be the most popular dead person from that year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that England would be like, well, he's the King. He is one of the best. One of the best to ever do it. King Paul McCartney. They just declare him king. You know. Boy, oh boy. Fingers crossed. What if he dies tonight before this episode comes out? What a prediction. But they'd never make him king. Not in this fucked up world. It's so fucked up. They're going to give it to Charles. Hmm. Charles in charge. That's what the man. You know they're making that joke around the, the Buckingham Palace right now. Oh, we've got Charles in charge, haven't we? Hmm. <laughs> oh, Do you think funny. that they call uh, Camilla uh, Bride of Chucky? Hmm. Do you think she calls him King Chachi? All rise for the Honorable King Chaz. They don't say all right. That's a judge, right? Yes. I, yeah. Man, I listen, I'm an American. I think they let the, like, if he really wanted to, 
they'd probably let the king judge a few uh, court cases. <laughs> he's really getting into it. He's he's been watching all these courtroom dramas, and he he thinks he'd be really good. And uh, you know, they used to let King Solomon do that kind of thing. Yeah. So just let him come in, uh, threaten to cut a couple babies in half. He'll have his fill of it, and you know, he'll be back to. You know, but what, what do you think he's on about all the time now? Well, King Charles? Like playing with his trucks, maybe? Yeah. He's got that he's got that giant bathtub like in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And he has a bunch of very ornate naval ship models that he's just <laughs> Yeah. What if what if the what if the king you know how you ever work at a like a fast food restaurant as a kid and the guy who owns like the franchise owner would come in just kind of strut in one day for no reason just check in on his business see how everything's doing and he'd end up going back in the kitchen and like fucking everything up I did work at a fast food restaurant but that was not my experience because I worked at a fast food restaurant that was going down the tubes Oh, well, so so it was just like a he's a pretty nice guy, but he just goes back in the office and looks sad. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it closed uh, a year or two after I stopped working there. Hmm. And that I was going to say that that I was worried that the king of England would do that just since he's, you know, lord of everything of the realm, you know. He could just go into the newspaper and be like, hey, let me take a crack at it and just start, you know, typing headlines or, you know, he could go down to the hospital and start trying surgery. Who's going to stop him? But I think that what you've described is kind of what we have here in America now. Just the the president kind of looks sad and goes to his room. Just kind of walks by and waves. Uh, um, anyway, I'm going back to my room. Is that guy all right? It's well, like at a, least he's still eating. He had a sandwich there. Yeah. Like a sad roommate. Just he, he comes home and just immediately goes to his room. And we're like, Joe, Joe. Oh, well. Yeah, I don't know. Something's going on with him. I think him and his girlfriend broke up. Yeah. We'll we'll go we'll go check on him a little bit later. Do the quiet knock, like, "Hey, buddy, you hey, in dude. here?" Hey, dude, we're gonna go. We're gonna go do ultimate frisbee. You want to come? All right, all right, all right. Yeah, all right. Well, don't don't touch that leftover uh, burger in the fridge. Okay, I'm taking that for my lunch tomorrow. All right, check you later, bro. He's in there just passing bills into <laughs> law. <laughs> Oh man! Now I want to. I want a video game that's President Simulator. President. Oh, what if? I'm, and I mean, just easy re- to mode. Reiterate. Easy mode would be King Simulator. I'm talking about uh, a little more difficulty. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, <clears throat> clearly, I feel like the president has lost the mandate of heaven, and at this point. Anything could happen to him. He, it it would not be outside the realm of possibility for the 
you know, all we need is another bad year of the stock market and the president is going to have to get some roommates in there to help cover the rent. Mm -hmm. They've got all those empty rooms. Might as well. Who, who would be your ideal odd couple pairing? With the president? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's so many, like, wacky options, you know? Let Kid Rock just live in the, uh, you know, Kato yeah. Kalen. But, uh, I think it'd be fun if it was, like, Marie Kondo. She's just throwing out all these old sculptures and paintings and stuff. Because the president is like, you know what? That picture of George Washington doesn't bring me joy. <laughs> just are, are are we gonna eventually be flipping the White House? Just there's a big there's a big dumpster with a phone number in the front lawn of the White House, just full of old paintings. It looks like when uh, when Ben Affleck uh, broke up with that uh, lady from the Knives Out, Anna de Armas. Do you remember that? There was he had in his garb. He had, yeah, yeah, I a, remember a life size cardboard stand up of her in the trash outside his house. <laughs> 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 and <laughs> that is man <clears throat> do you think that he thought that was her do you think he thought he was breaking up with her you're out of here i'm putting you in the garbage she'd already moved out and just left that behind and he hadn't noticed for a well, couple if, of weeks if for some reason you had that like i i do feel for for ben affleck in this would oh, you, for sure. Would would you like fold it up, put it in your car trunk, and then drive it and secretly throw it away somewhere else so people wouldn't? Oh yeah, uh, no, I'd burn it. I'd hide my shame. Put it in the garbage. Just Anna de Armas popping out of the garbage can, <laughs> like Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. <laughs> I would maybe not put her in the dumpster, put her in the uh, uh, garage garbage can and not take it out for a while. I'd put it up in the window of the attic, spook all the neighborhood oh, children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They'll be Say, like, late at night, you can see Anna you can the arm. <laughs> you can see an incredibly hot lady looking out the window. <laughs> Thinking ah, about it. She's too hot. <laughs> <clears throat> That's we king it. All right, so here's here's what we got this week. Montage triage, the freak show, cloudbusters, nighttime prayers, bitch guy radio, antissa pant, partially animal podcast and we king it. Ooh, it's so hard to choose from all these good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you think that possibly we we don't just choose one? We we do a, a mixture of of ideas. Like, uh, yes. Uh, yes, yes. Go ahead. What what did you have in mind? Uh, possibly. Uh, let's pray for the freaks. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Or we could sprinkle in some partial animals. Mm-hmm. We 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 could king a partial animal. Yeah, and we Lord knows the bitch guy needs some prayers too. <laughs> yeah, possibly we record all of them and then put them through montage triage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this will be pre- predominantly a bedtime prayer podcast, but we'll touch on some other things in our prayer. Okay. So, folks, if you want to hear, if you if your kid needs some help with saying his prayers at bedtime, you can head over to patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet or whitehouse.boats and sign up to support us. You'll get access to a bonus episode every week, as well as a back catalog of over a hundred or something. There's there's a lot. There's a lot that you can listen to. Some great classic episodes and some very middling stinkers <laughs> that you probably don't even know about. That's over at our uh, Patreon page. And uh, follow us on social media and write us a review on your favorite podcasting listening app. I'm Nathan P. Woodard. I'm Andrew James Estes. Good night. Uh-huh.